raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Live at Carolina Ale House in Concord, right next to Concord Mills. It is Wes and Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You can still text into the text line, the Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. Share your thoughts and comments. Live in the nostalgia that is the NCAA tournament. Embrace the current tournament that is going on today in just about 15 minutes. First game underway, Maryland, West Virginia. We got a million different TVs to watch here at Carolina Ale House, and I can't remind you of this enough. Do not go to the wrong location if you want to come hang out with us. We are in Concord. We are at the Carolina Ale House right next to Concord Mills. So there are so many times. I've done this, too, like where somebody is promoting an event at a different <laughs> place with a chain, and I go to an opposite store. That's what happened to me a couple yeah. of times. Don't be like me. Actually listen to what I am saying. WFNZ broadcasting in the Concord location at Carolina Ale House, where this setup is phenomenal. We are at a place where we are kind of almost tucked away in the corner a little bit. I mean, we were broadcasting towards everybody. We're at an angle, so we're good. But it doesn't matter where you're sitting. You at least have a view to five that might be conservative, but five I mean, different our, TVs. I mean, in our straight vantage point, we see probably <laughs> 10 to 12. It's actually ridiculous. And I gotta, Sensory overload. What's great about Carolina Alehouse, too, is that you feel very much in your sports home here, Charlotte, they're represented. Shout out. We have both of our alma maters right here, right next to each other with the flag, the banner, Charlotte 49ers hanging right next to Wake Forest. Yep. NC State is on full display here. Carolina Hurricanes, Panthers, Tar Heels, everywhere. Even Queens. They even have a Queens fathead over there as soon as you walk in. Wow. So it's really cool. I'm and uh, and uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I am representing Queens as well. And then they even have a Byron Mullins poster somewhere. That's what Colin just told me. I don't know, but there, if you are representing Byron Mullins, that means you are so Charlotte to the core, nobody else can really mess with that. Yeah, man. In Concord with the Concordians. This is uh, <laughs> my part of the my part of the hood, so to speak. I frequent around mm-hmm. here quite a bit, so it's fun being in here. Man, the tournament's starting. What more could you ask for? You can't tell me you didn't wake up this morning with a buzz. Oh, you fantastic. were excited because you knew you don't have to wait till 
8 o'clock. You don't have to wait till 7.30. At noon, you are cracking all day until about uh, midnight like tonight. Like midnight. It's like, yeah. well, and, and listen, probably after midnight. So, look, I, I'm feeling, Colin was just dancing. He was listening to us. He had the headphones in. He was just dancing. I imagine Fiddy is dancing. I know he said he's in a bad mood because UNC is not in the tournament yep. because Edwin Diaz, the closer for the Mets, got hurt. We don't know how long he's got a Diaz. Is it Diaz or I always mix it up? But I know that Edwin Diaz just got hurt, so we'll see how much time he misses. Yeah. At the same time, it's the first day of the round of 64. Yeah, man. I need music. I need deep cover in the background. <laughs> That's why we left Lil Country back at the studio so he could drive the uh, bus accordingly. Fitty, get us off the bus. I was going to say we got BB Rexa playing right now. Pretty high. They look good getting off the bus. <laughs> I got something to say. You're right. I did wake up in an excellent mood. I walked into Carolina Alehouse. Colin was like, how are you doing, man? I was like, dude, I'm feeling fantastic. Yeah, it's man. legitimately my favorite certain sports day of the year. Mm. It is one of my favorite days of the year overall, period. Okay. And it's because of some of the specific parts that come with the NCAA tournament. Yes. Wes, I know you said one of your favorite things. If we're just trying to get into the details, tell us some of your favorite parts, too, on the Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. But I know you had a very specific reason as to why you like the first couple of rounds in the NCAA yeah, tournament. Yeah, because anytime I can go to bed watching meaningful sports, lay in bed and watch it, fighting sleep, okay, dozing in and out, but there is good basketball on, drama, and I mean, and you guys always like to date me on here as far as my age man. is concerned. No I'm doubt. only 39. The Cougars call me a baby. But listen, when you <laughs> watch... When you when you're watching this, I remember back in the day, man, you got like one game. You had to watch one game and then you got cut-ins. Now every game is on, and so you can sit around and flip, but then they're still going to give you those cut-ins where it's like, oh, this team is down two with four seconds to go. They got the ball. Let's go over to that extra coverage. At like 11 o'clock at night, you can't beat it. The fact that you have games going on at all the way until 10.05 where the game really doesn't end until about midnight, it's right. got you covered for 12 hours straight. And it could straight. be pushed back if the previous game goes to overtime. Those times are subject to change it might not tip until 10 20 100 100 and you know i'm going to be watching the last game that and tips hold on, today. Tell me you don't get excited when that late game does get pushed back when you see it go to 10 23 you like okay yeah i can watch this whole game well especially on a friday now we yeah. have to do the whole job thing and get up and talk about it the next day so i don't want it to go too long yeah. but the but my heart the fan within me does want it to go crazy long and you know i'm going to be watching the last game i really flirted with the idea of having UNC Asheville beat UCLA because of some of the injuries that they've experienced yeah. in the last week. And that is going to be the last tip that we see. Well, for your sake, I hope that they, you know, really give it a good college try and, <laughs> and, and compete in this game. I mean, a 15-2 is an upset We've seen it. bracket, we've, so we've I'm not going to rule it out. So we'll watch UNC Asheville later on tonight. But West Virginia, Maryland, they'll be tipping off at 12-15. UVA, Furman at 1240. We have a few games going on as we're broadcasting from Carolina Alehouse and Concord. Missouri, Utah State, that'll be a fun matchup. 140 tip time for that one. 2 p.m. tip for Kansas and Howard. The last one that tips right before we get off the air, 
Alabama, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Those will be the games airing as we are broadcasting. I think we're both going to hang out a little bit after the show. I yeah. think Jeff is going to come by. So while you're listening to Kyle Bailey on the way over here, maybe you're doing the Steve Bartman thing, doing a live event while you have the headphones in. You could do that as well. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I will say this, though. As I was about to go on with Jeff, you were in the background serving as a conduit for an insult from people that saw me for the first time. <laughs> you were just relaying the message yeah. of people that saw me for the first time. Telling can you, you what I think they were saying. Well, can you please do this on air? Because yeah. I'm, I've been catching some shade here recently, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. happening again. Yeah, so we were sitting there, and uh, they were asking if that was Walker. Well, there's a couple people that ro- that walk in, yeah. and, and they see us, and then they start looking our way. Yeah, so they said, is that Walker? And then when, they, when he said yes, uh, he was like, that's Walker? So I said... Said, uh, you know, said it in a kind of, I don't know what way. the tone, I don't want to put that God on. God almighty! But, uh, you know, so I, <laughs> I then interpreted what I thought they thought. And we can't say that on air you threw a profanity of FC, at me. Uh, mm-hmm. FCC regulations. Yeah, so it was a condescending tone. Like, that's Walker? <laughs> like, are you serious? Yeah. But you know what, man? That happens all the time yeah. because so many people have said my voice doesn't necessarily match up with the body. Yeah. And I get a wide range of expectations and then surprises. See, I think it does. I, and I don't know if it's because I've, I've known well, you I for think, so long. Well, yeah, but I think that might be I think it, it does, though. But I think, I think it's because we've known each other for a while. I think your tone, your cadence, and your inflections, though, I think is what makes the difference. It's not like you sound like cookie-cutter radio guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you you know, you got some flavor. Well, the thing is, as, as Fiddy likes to, to point out, I'm a pretty pale dude. Yeah. And I'm also tall, yeah. but I'm not big. Yeah. And people think I have a big voice, and then they look at me and like, oh, this dude The could. voice is A+. Plus. Let well, me I, say that. I'm oh, not, I'm not listen, fishing for compliments. You should I do be appreciate doing it. voiceovers and things of the like. The voice is... Insane. Well, I but appreciate I, I that. think it matches. Okay. Well, that it's interesting to see some of the reactions from people that walk in. And by the way, I just to kind of go over some of the text messages that came in via the Garage Door Guru text line. People were giving me kind of us, kind of the boss, a hard time. Yeah. Because Flounder was talking about this earlier mm-hmm. that he was not wearing his WFNZ or Radio One polo today. Yeah. And so I heard that mm-hmm. the conversation was brought up again while I was on air. But here we stand not wearing our polos. Even if we're standing behind a big old table skirt that yep. says WFNZ. lots of WFNZ stickers. <laughs> yeah, yeah come, we, we'll give you a cup. We'll give you some pens. We'll <laughs> we do all the little everything around here that screams yeah. WFNZ. It, including us are literally, and yes. maybe not screaming it, but we are saying it loudly yes. and over the airwaves that we are a part of WFNZ. But what I'll say is that you are decked out in Charlotte Hornets gear, yes. and I'm wearing my North Carolina 93 championship t-shirt. Yes. So we're wearing something different and then, yeah, Fiddy's saying I love you. But, yeah, so we're wearing sports stuff, but we also got called out by the boss man. Like, man, it just kept happening to the point where I feel like next time I have to wear the polo so I don't get caught with my Yeah, and out. I mean, I feel like, you know, as it warms up and, and, and things of that nature, it was a little mm-hmm. chilly today, man. You know, we've had that, that, that cold, crisp air all week, so I right. threw the hoodie on with the jacket. Yeah, I that's mean, all right. What do you want me to do? Uh, we love you, Jeff. We love you, WFNZ. Yeah. We love you, listeners of Sports Radio 92.7. And we love you, Carolina Alehouse, for providing everything that you do. Before we fill out the bracket in the next segment, we got to touch on the big news regarding the Carolina Panthers. They continue to wheel and deal in free agency. Yes. Wes, it's been more so. I want to. Bargain Bin seems like they've been too cheap. 
Yeah. But really, they've just been right in that middle spot, right in the sweet spot of free agency where they're not spending too much, they're not spending too little. They're going after players that will provide a real impact but aren't stars at their place. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders may be a little bit more polarizing in that area because yeah. the guy was fifth in total rushing yards last season. Mm-hmm. He had not run for over 1,000 yards before that in his four-year NFL career. Also not the greatest pass catcher the last few seasons, mm-hmm. but his rookie year had over 50 receptions for over 500 yards. $25 million contract handed out to the running back, formerly with Philadelphia, about $6 million per season, 13 guaranteed. I throw all that information at you mm-hmm. to figure out what your stance is on that. Uh, I've never been a big Miles Sanders guy. For one, that's because he is, uh, you know, he gets hurt pretty often. And so that was my first knock on him. And then his running style, I mean, he doesn't really excite me. I was never a big fan of his at Penn State. But as far as his signing goes with what he did last season, I'm just going to put it in that kind. 1,269 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns on the ground. That's a big-time year. And so I think that if he can continue on that trajectory, then the Panthers have gotten a steal at the position because this deal makes him the 13th highest-paid running back. He was making 5.4 before that, his first four seasons of his career. But if you can get another 1,200 yards out of him for the next three, four seasons at that number, you can't beat that. He's also third among running backs in rushing average since 2021. The yards per carry is good. He's only behind Tony Pollard and Nick Chubb. So um, you like that. And if you continue to get that, like I said, signing a pro bowler at that number, bringing in a pro bowler into your locker room, giving your offense a guy, as we talked about earlier this week, that defenses have to respect, that defenses have to account for, I think it's a nice deal for the Panthers all in all. Yeah, I I really... I, I really like Miles Sanders as a player. I think the deal is totally fine. It's not the best deal. You know how I am. I like to save money at the running back spot. But this is fine. Like, I'm not mad at this contract. <laughs> I'm not mad at it, yeah. right? Like, this is to- it's not the $10 million that you'd be spending at the position. You can get out after a couple of seasons. It's $13 million guaranteed. And Samir Suleiman, I think he has kind of shown an ability. Even if you are against the cap, he shows an ability with restructuring contracts to where you can get out of some contracts that you might deem bad in the moment. Yes. I don't even deem this a awful contract. My real quick thoughts on Miles Sanders before we dive a little deeper into this subject at 1 o'clock. Miles Sanders has to become a pass catcher again. I've been singing that a ton as we've looked at running backs in free agency. You have to resurrect him in the passing game. Bring back that ability to go for 500 receiving yards. Especially, Wes, if you go and get Deontay Foreman on top of Miles Sanders because they did not rule that out. Joe Person first of The Athletic had a report that it means they're not going after Foreman. And then he sidestepped and said, wait, that's actually not true. He's still in play. So if you go after Foreman and you spend this money on Miles Sanders and both of those guys, not necessarily the pass catchers out of the backfield, Sanders has to resurrect that part of the game. The good news is I think he does have it in him. The vision is a little bit of a problem, doesn't get downhill nearly as much, but I also don't think he's soft. I think he just doesn't have the right cuts as far as looking at people like Benjamin Solak, uh-huh. what they've written about his time during Philadelphia. So I'm with you on style. Like it, it's, it's a weird style yeah. for, for Miles Sanders, but he's also good. 
it's it's an interesting signing. We'll talk more about it as the show For goes two on. Two backs, they could have gotten Derrick Henry. Just saying. <laughs> of course, right, you you will not let the Derrick Henry thing die. <laughs> it was in That's the rundown. We'll get to it at one o'clock as well. But we will <laughs> fill out the last region of the NCAA tournament. It will be the East region as we get our first tip underway between Maryland and West Virginia. We are live at the Carolina Alehouse in Concord. Come hang out with us. We're on air from 12 to 3. We'll be hanging out afterwards, too, watching all these tournament games. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We are live at the Carolina Ale House in Concord, right next to Concord Mills, and people are starting to flood in. They want to get their NCAA tournament on. It already started. Maryland, West Virginia. Mountaineers up on top right now, 9-4. to four. West Virginia is the 9 seed. Maryland is the 8 seed. So already starting off with what is going to be one of the tougher matchups to guess. You can text us, 704-570-9610. That's the Garage Door Guru text line. I wanted to get to some of these texts. They range from a whole bunch of different stuff that we were talking about in the first segment. And so when we were talking about not wearing the T-shirts, yeah. maybe I shouldn't be bringing it up as much because it continues to get us in trouble with the boss man. <laughs> 704 said y'all are getting rode up and then as soon as his show was done, Reverend Herbaceous said saved by the bell so we didn't have to talk about it. I don't know why I keep bringing it in. Um, Scott the XFL honk who contributed to our Wesson Walker bracket challenge. That he did. Thank you very much Scott XFL honk and everybody else that um, put in an entry. Yeah, the Wes, group is jumping. Wes, we had 90 plus at I think 8 o'clock last night. And I was thinking, okay, hopefully we can get to 100 before this thing is done. So I put out one more tweet this morning. We got over 140 plus. We're locked in. We're ready to go. We're doing the tournament challenge. We appreciate it, man. 140 plus. Listen, that's a lot of people. If you win people. this one, yes. you earned it. 100. This is not 10 people, 15. I used to do pools. It might be 15 or 20. 140 plus. You win yeah. this one. You know your stuff. Yes. Or got really lucky. Either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can brag about how you won the tournament pool. But he texted in. He said. The Cougars call me baby might be the greatest line he ever heard. Yeah, they it's, call me a baby. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, 980 number also said, Wes just said to you, Walker, you got a voice and an appearance for radio. Yeah, so the insult I did, I did and that. the appearance. No, that's how I heard it as well. Oh, you did. Uh, 336 <laughs> number <laughs> said, uh, love this offseason for the Panthers. And then Simon says, they said, that one always trips me up. The Sanders signing is the first move of the offseason. 
that I don't like. He's injury prone, doesn't catch the ball very well, and he isn't a big upgrade over Foreman. Still can't believe we're going after running backs and backup QBs when we literally have no receivers. Well, who I think, do you want to sign? Oh, I think that's all fair, though. Like, as far as the concerns for Miles Sanders, I mean, it's yeah, exactly what we I talked think. about, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. I think it's all fair. If it was this monster deal, I'd feel a lot worse about it. But at the end of the day, in a vacuum, Miles Sanders is still a good player, and maybe you go after Foreman, too, because remember, Deuce Staley is someone that said himself he wants to use three different running backs. If you talk about Sanders and Foreman, it's a pretty good running back duo that you have in the NFL with this still being the strength, and so I get all of those concerns. I don't know why Foreman would want to come back. Well, it's just about the deal. I mean, that you're right. Maybe he wants to be the lead guy, but is somebody going to hand him a bigger contract? And he still hasn't signed yet. So I just, I don't know. I mean, and, and he did talk about how he wants to be here in Carolina after last season. He also said the deal needs to be right. So which one gives? How, what is the market like for one Deontay Foreman? It'll be interesting to see. So, yeah, keep, uh, keep writing in. Um, about uh, some of the moves that they made, uh, the Carolina Panthers did this offseason. All right, let's start to fill out and complete our bracket. Yes, one game is already underway, but that game is something we already chose. I chose Maryland in the South region. We filled that out on Monday. Let's now go to the East region. Fitty, you'll be going last. We'll send it back to the Planet Kia Studios for you to be able to fill out the bracket as well. I'm going to go Purdue in the 116 matchup. Not a lot of analysis, just going with Zach Eady and the Boilermakers. In that 8-9 matchup, Florida Atlantic 30 and, uh, 31 and 3, a tremendous season. But I'm still going to go with Memphis. If you start to look at their efficiency, they're a talented basketball team. I think Memphis is going to move on, and then that poses a pretty dangerous round of 32 matchup for the Boilermakers as well. Give me Memphis in that game. I have Duke beating Oral Roberts. Okay. Oral Roberts is scary. There's no doubt about it. I, I feel like if they got a different matchup as a 12 seed, maybe you would go with ORU. But against Duke, who's playing so well, playing well at the right time, plus the younger guys are more experienced, I'm going to go with the Blue Devils to win that matchup. And then the 4-13 game, Tennessee-Louisiana, I know that's kind of a popular upset pick. I just think Tennessee, with them being maybe the best defensive team in the country, UCLA, I know they're up there as well. Give me Tennessee to win that one. I don't have any upsets in the first four games that we're choosing from. What about you, Wes? What are you going to start with the East region? Uh, I went with Purdue. Zach Eady is a dog. I like him. In no way I feel like they're going to lose to Farley Dickinson. Uh, Memphis FAU, you know I got to go with Penny, childhood, uh, sports hero, sneaker game, all that stuff. So I'm going with Penny. Looks like he's finally gotten it together um, out there. Duke and Oral Roberts. I like the Blue Devils, of course. I have them going deep. But listen, Oral Roberts enters the tournament. And we talked about how Duke, they have uh, one of the nation's longest winning streaks going for them as well. Them and, uh, hold on, uh, they have, them and Marquette are tied for the longest with uh, power conference teams. But Oral Roberts has the longest winning streak in Division One right now, 17 games, third highest scoring offense nationally, 84 points a game. They've got a guy, Max Abmus, 
22 Amos, points man, per he's game. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Seventh in the NCAA. But, however, it doesn't matter. I got the Blue Devils moving right along. And then I've got the Tennessee Volunteers, Rocky Top, uh, moving on as well. All right. So that is the first four games according to Wes's well, that East Duke game region. might get tricky. Yeah, I know. It's going to be tough. All right, Fiddy, did you end up choosing ORU against Duke? <laughs> and also, what else do you have in the first four games of the East region? Yeah, I did not go for the upset, although I, I told Jeff Rickard this this morning. If Duke loses tonight, I'm coming into the station tomorrow nude. Uh, I have Purdue well, moving on us. from the right. one sixteen matchup. In the eight nine, I have I have Memphis uh, getting past Florida Atlantic. Penny Hardaway has really got those guys defending at a high level. Of course, I got the aforementioned Duke. A lot of people have Tennessee getting upset. They're the second best defensive team in college basketball. Defense travels. Give me Tennessee to avoid the upset in that four thirteen matchup. Okay, so those are the first four games according to all of us. Let's go to the last four games in the round of 64 in the East region. Kentucky and Providence. I like Kentucky. I think John Calipari, a lot of people will have criticism for him. A lot of people think he's overrated. It's not been great here recently, but... The guy still has quite a bit of NCAA tournament success. Yeah. And also, Wes, some of the teams that he's taken pretty far into the tourney are teams that weren't expected to exactly. go all that That's far what I'm saying. into My the tournament. My man Kyle, Bryce's uh, future coach. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Just make sure that he remembers Uncle Walker along the way. Okay. So Kentucky, I've got them moving on against Providence. Montana State, Kansas State a little interesting, too. I've been going with defense as the tiebreaker for these matchups. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but there's a lot of good defensive teams that are towards the top of the standings. I have Kansas State still 314. It's not crazy, but I did flirt with an upset there. Michigan State, USC. I'm actually going to go with USC in this game. It's funny. I think John Calipari is actually underrated for his March success. I think Izzo might be overrated for his March success. I bet Fiddy loves me for that one. Give me USC to move on to the round of 32, as does Marquette. Vermont, a mainstay as a mid-major in this thing. But Marquette, very, very nice season. They continue it by moving on. What say you? I'm with you. I got Kentucky. My man Kyle moving right along. I'm going to go with K-State, the Wildcats. And then, like you, the 10-7. I think those are really about the only uh, upsets that I have two 10-7s with Penn State winning their game uh, over Texas A&M, and I've got USC beating Michigan State. I don't think Michigan State's that good. I get tired of Tom Izzo. They're perennial chokers. I wish they would just go away. We're not going to go foul line right now, <laughs> but I just am not a fan of Tom Izzo for other reasons as well. I think you guys well, can uh, yeah, think I mean, about it's, that. It's not been great up in Lansing. Yeah, yeah, long. and then I'm going to go with uh, Marquette to uh, get the win over Vermont. All right, Fiddy, what you got over there at the Planet Kia Studios? All right, guys, I've got Kentucky getting by Providence up in Green. Greensboro. By the way, you can attend that game for a grand total of four bucks if you got nothing I to do. I saw that. <laughs> um, because that's what happens that. when you don't put an ACC team in Greensboro. Screw the NCAA. Uh, and the 314, <laughs> give me Kansas State. The job that Jerome Tang has done has been fantastic. They've got an electric backcourt. Give me them. 710, Walker, I always love you, but I love you even more because you picked that scum, Tom Izzo, to get beat by Andy Enfield and USC. And then the 215, give me Marquette. They're just too damn long. Uh, for a mid-major to compete with them on the offensive or the defensive end of the floor. So give me Marquette to advance to the second round. All right, so I have Purdue-Memphis in the next round. This one was tough. I'm still going to go with Purdue. Zach Eady, I mean, even with him being 7-4, I get it. 
But the guy's shooting over 60% from the field, and it doesn't look like it's very hard for him to score, averaging it's, over 20 points a game. His footwork is all that. You, you do once you – I mean, Memphis is tough, though, with the athleticism. Like, yeah. I worry about the guards. It, it, Edie is the guy for Purdue. They've had more depth as far as the scoring goes in years past with those painters coach teams. But I think Edie is good enough to get the job done. Then you go Duke, Tennessee. That's a really tough defensive bout with both of those squads. But Duke is playing so well. I really like what the Blue Devils are doing. I have a lot of faith in not only Kyle Filipowski, who's been a monster at the end of the season, but I like Tyrese Proctor, both offensively and defensively. And I think Derek Lively just becoming a defensive menace down low. I think they get the job done. They beat the Volunteers to move on. I also have... Kentucky moving on against Kansas State. The Cal thing, man. I think you and I are on the same page with John Calipari. Plus, I do like Oscar Shibway. I don't want him to have a lack of tournament success. I do think the rebounding is going to be key. Give me Shibway to move on against Kansas State. And then in that USC Marquette matchup, I've got the Golden Eagles moving on to the Sweet 16. What are your Sweet 16 picks, Wes, in the East region? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Purdue, like I said, in a Purdue-Memphis matchup, I'm going to go with Purdue. I'd love to see Penny get those guys to the Sweet 16, but I think Purdue's going to be just a little bit too much. Duke and Tennessee, uh, again, I'm going to go with uh, the Blue Devils. As I've stated earlier, I've got them going very far. Then Kentucky and Kansas State, I'm going to go with Kyle. You know, I, I love the Kentucky program and, and Coach right. Kyle. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then USC at Marquette. Uh, I'm going to go with Marquette here to get the job done. I think he gets an upset in their first game, uh, but they get it done. All right. What do you got for us, Fiddy? They don't call us a three, uh, the, 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 the three kings for no reason. I've got the exact same matchups and the exact same results. Wow. Give me Purdue over Memphis. We all go down together. Give me Duke <laughs> That's right. over Tennessee. If, if Tennessee had Sagai Siegler healthy, you could sell right. me on them advancing past Duke in the Sweet 16. I love Kansas State. They've been a lot of fun. I do think this Kentucky team will be motivated after last year's embarrassment. They get back to the second weekend of the tournament, and I have Marquette in the Sweet 16. Chaka Smart's the only coach in the country that can go reverse bald and wear a long sleeve Andre Polo shirt and pull it <laughs> off. Give me them in the second round of the tournament as well. Why does he pull that off? It does work. You're so right about that. Thank you. And what's weird about this team with Marquette, by the way, they're better offensively than they are defensively. Not necessarily what you think of when you watch a Shaka Smart coach team or whatever uh, uh, stop he's on, whether it be VCU, Texas, now even Marquette. All right, Purdue, Duke, who gets to the Elite Eight and Walker's bracket? I hate it, man. Every single year. So we know where this is going. Uh, yeah. Every single year, I look for a place to end Duke's tourney title chances. And usually I go with Purdue. My sister went to Purdue. I got family ties with the Boilermakers. If they had more of the depth that they've had in years past, I would be picking the Boilermakers. If Duke wasn't playing as well as they have been lately, I'd be going with the Boilermakers. But I'm not. I'm going with the Blue Devils. Dumbass. And it hurts. But I want to get this right. I will accept that insult you through my way via the soundbite and I will go with Duke to move on to the Elite Eight. And then in the next Kentucky Marquette matchup, I do have the Golden Eagles moving on into the Elite Eight for a Duke and Marquette matchup to see who goes to the Final Four. What is your Elite Eight picks, Wes? Well, 
Back earlier this season when the young Blue Devils had only played eight ball games, they ran into Purdue and got smacked 75-56. They shot 10% from the three-point line. But I don't think that that's going to be the case this time, okay? I think that the Blue Devils have grown leaps and bounds since that game, and I've got Duke beating Purdue, knocking them out of the, the box. Same exact I picks. think lively down low, and Filipowski, my man Flip Filipowski, he did not play great in that first matchup. Only 12 points for him, or 14 points and five boards in that game. I think he'll be ready to play. I think Shia will make the requisite adjustments for this go-round. So, I've got Duke advancing, Clown and then in show. the Kentucky Marquette <laughs> matchup, I'm going all Blue Bloods in the Elite Eight, Duke and Kentucky. We get one of the, you know, a good Blue Blood matchup in that Elite Eight. Duke and Kentucky will get it on. That's what I've got. All right, I bet that, yeah, that, that hurts Carolina fans to have Duke and Kentucky trying to figure out who actually gets to the Final Four. What you got for us, Fitty? Yeah, I've Two got Purdue. Teams. I've, I've, I've got Purdue getting past Duke because I don't, you find a guy that can adequately guard Zach Eady for me, and you can tell me that Purdue isn't going deep in this tournament. Also, they beat their ass one time on a neutral court. Why not do it again? You think Fiddy can talk without curse? <laughs> I don't. That's okay. Not with Duke, though. Like, not about Duke. I think probably not when discussing the Blue Devils. And then in the Sweet 16, I've got Marquette just because they're so deep. They're so long and athletic. They press. They run. They they, they they live at the rim. What they did in that Big East tournament was eye-opening. I've got them advancing to their, their first Elite Eight since Buzz Williams was there. The final four pick for me, I've got the Blue Devils moving on. Good God. I'm pretty sh I, I know. I hate it. I, I'm pretty sure it's the first time I've ever had Duke moving on to the final four in an NCAA tournament bracket that I've actually filled out. But if there's a first time for everything, this is that for me, picking Duke to get to the Final Four. And so that's what I have representing the East. Do you have Duke or Kentucky representing the East? Well, Walker, I'm going to join you in that shit, okay? <laughs> Duke and Kentucky in the rematch, the Christian Leitner shot. We know all of the history there. These are This would be a matchup of two up-and-coming young teams, but I'm going to go with the Duke Blue Devils to move on to the Final Four. Are, do you still love me, Fitty? Uh, I mean, I still love you. It's just gone down significant. Now I want two orders okay. of wings waiting on me when I get up there after we get off the air. I've got, I've got Purdue making the Final Four. Purdue, to me, they feel like what Villanova was when Jay Wright was there. Once they break through and they get over the hump, they're going to be a perennial Final Four team year in, year out. I think they do that this year. Matt Painter goes to his first Final Four. They beat Marquette in the Elite Eight. All right, maybe we wait. I know the tournament's underway. I know we have West Virginia kind of beating up on Maryland right now in that 8-9 matchup to start the tournament. But let's take a quick break. When we come back, maybe we can talk a little bit more about the Final Four and the Carolina Panthers, their free agency. It's been a very busy week for everything really related here in the world of sports, especially locally. Speaking of local sports team, we have Charlotte Hornets tickets to give out. How about that surprise? We'll be giving away Charlotte Hornets tickets. If you are the third caller, Fiddy will be answering back at the Planet Kia Studios. Hmm. If you are the third caller, you will win Hornets tickets. Um, I don't know what game that is. Fiddy, can you help us out what matchup that's going to be? Who do they play tomorrow? There you go. It'll be the game tomorrow. That's all we need to know. So that'll be the Hornets matchup that you'll see. It'll be the game tomorrow. It'll be the third caller. It's Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, out here from Carolina Ale House in Concord, my neck of the woods. Hit us up on the uh, Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. Hit up those socials, Weston Walker and WFNZ on Twitter and WFNZ on Instagram, okay? Come out here and see us as well. Come out here and eat, watch the games. Every game known to man is on right now. We're looking at about 40 screens, walking out, trying to That's keep low. from uh, That's low. sensory overload. <laughs> but for now, it's time to go to the campus. Tony! I don't care if we out in public. I'm going to still it's be right. loud. It echoed. That's okay. All right. NCAA tournament is off and cracking. And so uh, looking at some of these matchups, I can say right off the top, I'll start things off when we talk about which matchups we're looking forward to. Well, guys, because we've talked about them a lot this year, I'm anxious to see UCLA and UNC Asheville mm-hmm. with Drew Pembry to see what he's got. I want to see him up against some big dogs. So I'm interested in that matchup. Uh, the eight nines are always good. I want to see, you know, all the ACC teams for sure. Miami and Drake in that 5-12 matchup. I'm excited to see them. And then, you know, always excited to see some of the top seeds. But that Memphis, FAU, Duke, of course, and Oral Roberts. I said the ACC teams, of course, to see Kentucky, what they're going to look like in their first game. But those are some of the games that are on my radar, but especially UCLA and uh, UNC Asheville because that 15-2, we get one pretty much every single year. This is a team that we've had our eyes on a lot, so I'm excited to see that game. Yeah, I mean, if we're just doing the whole first round thing, I know they don't play until tomorrow. But NC State and Creighton, that is going to be a phenomenal basketball game. Because if you look at Creighton, their schedule was absolutely ridiculous this year. But NC State has the trio that worries you. After Quavion Smith is hitting shots, then NC State absolutely could go far in this tournament. Same thing with Jarkel Joyner, who's been great on both ends of the floor. We know about DJ Burns. But Creighton is a very good team, and they are battle-tested. I hate to interrupt you, but Furman just had a I'm not scared of you dunk on Virginia. My man, number 12, I don't know what is. His name is he went in there smashed with two hands on somebody. Well, and I know Furman, Furman and Virginia, that was a match of a lot of people would have said here. Yeah. I just think I know that people are always down on Virginia because they don't score enough. And I have been a victim of that, too, or not even victim. I've just been one that has also thought about that. I just think sometimes when you have these matchups, Virginia guards and they don't stop. Think about how poorly they played against Duke. 
and they were still in that matchup because they defended so well. I really like what Kihei Clark and Reese Speakman have in the backcourt. They're up on Furman right now, so we'll see how that goes. But that's another matchup to watch. And then, uh, as I mentioned, NC State and Creighton. The other matchups I'll have as far as the first round goes, I'll give you one more. How about Iowa State and Pittsburgh? Mm -hmm. Like I know we're doing the whole ACC bias thing, right? right. I understand that. I've got Iowa State making a little bit of run in my official bracket. Okay. I just think defensively, that's what I've kind of been leaning more towards this season. If you're a good defensive team, that's usually been a good team overall in college basketball this year. Plus, Pittsburgh, it's not like they answered overwhelming questions that I had about them. But still, we know the talent that they have. They continue to surprise. So that's another matchup in the round of 64 I'm, inter I'm interested in. Yeah, and so, you know, you saw North Carolina go up against Iowa State earlier this year uh, in an epic matchup and so um, that's the only reason why uh, I have them going on over Pittsburgh because um, I forgot what my man's name was that just went insane against the Tar Heels. Uh, I'm trying to look it up right now. Marius Burton. Uh, just seeing <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about from uh, Iowa State. Oh, the Caleb guy that lit Grill, them no up. Yeah. The Grill. Yeah. Grill. You said what? No longer on the <laughs> roster. Got dismissed. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that changes uh, things a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that definitely changes some things there. But. I mean, not for me, and I get what you're saying, but that's some of the interesting storylines here, too. Like, some people go with Iowa State, right, where yeah. they lose that guy. That was a little bit earlier in the season. Yeah. But also, UCLA. Like, that's a yeah. big storyline for them, the fact that you lose Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Maybe you had them as a championship team, but now that you lose Clark, maybe you have UCLA going out in the Sweet 16 or maybe that Asheville game that you were talking about. So who are your top three players that you're looking for as and looking to watch in this tournament? Um, I've said it a couple of times. I'm looking as far as these players that might project pretty well at the next right. level. So, Jarris Walker someone I've been singing the praises quite a bit. The number one seed, Houston. Love watching them play. Jarris Walker, very versatile. Can hit the three, but is also a nice passing big man down low. That's one guy out of the Midwest region. Going to Baylor. Somebody else that Charlie could be looking at. Keontae George. The big game narrative around him is kind of you know, there, people might not believe in him because he hasn't stepped up in some of the bigger matchups. Mm -hmm. Can he do it on a potential Baylor run in the NCAA tournament? I think that's something that you have to be paying attention to. So those are a couple of players that I have, at least right now. And then I'll go back to UCLA. You could go with either one of these. I'll, I'll give you a bonus guy, but they're both on the same team. Okay. UCLA, they continue to be so close, at least within the last 20 years, of getting to a championship, but they just don't win it. And now you have this Clark injury, but they have been playing pretty well within the last week, right? You mm -hmm. are talking about Tiger Campbell, still very battle-tested, Jaime Jaquez. Both of those guys feel like they're part of the eight-year program. Yeah. It's tough, man. Like, can those guys put the team on their back just with that duo and bring them to a Final Four? That'll be really impressive. So those are three players and a bonus player I'll give you. Yeah, the guys that I'm going to be looking for, of course, I want to see Flip uh, Filipowski from Duke. I want to see if he's going to continue on his run where he won the ACC tournament MVP. I want to see if he's going to step up and take his game to the next level. Also, I want to see Brandon Miller really get a good look at him uh, for Alabama and see what he's got to offer uh, in this NCAA tournament. Of course, Marcus Sasser, uh, one of Houston's yeah. first first team All-Americans in quite some time. Everybody's looking to see. They are my uh, championship pick, so I want to see what uh, if he's going to be able to play because a lot of people are saying Houston's hopes will uh, rest with him as well. And then... Um, 
when you talk about some of the other players in this tournament, the Cam Whitmores, you know, I want to see a lot of the lottery guys as well and see if these guys are going to shine because we know stars are made. A lot is made of, you know, guys and, and going to college and how much does it benefit. And a lot of people like to say that a lot of these kids don't need to go to college. But believe it or not, we see the proof is in the pudding. Zion Williamson came in. Yes, he was an internet sensation, but him balling out for Duke and having a year that he had turned him into a rock star. And so this is the time of year where guys turn into rock stars, so I can't wait to see who's going to grab that moniker uh, in this tournament. And Kyle Filipowski is a guy, the top guy I want to see if he's able to do it because he's got a lot of momentum going his way. Now, hopefully later on in the show we can get to most interesting storylines. And we also need to talk about upsets. How much do we enjoy Enjoy them because me personally I like a couple but I don't like a tournament full of them I like the big dogs to play I want to see the best against the best in this tournament so when we return though we're gonna go back to Panthers free agency which signing was the most surprising signing of the free agency period for the Carolina Panthers that and more this is Wes and Walker on sports radio 92.7 WFNZ Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. 